Hey everyone, and welcome to 30 Extra Lives, the podcast. I'm your host, Tom Lynch, and we're back for episode four. Today we're going to talk about, well, a little bit of current current news, current events is the phrase I was looking for. Uh, and by current, I mean about a week ago, but, you know, once a week has its issues. So we're going to move ahead. And today's episode is all about comics, uh, the comics industry, how comics are doing, how I feel about comics, and comic-like things. Okay, so let's uh, let's back up about a week and talk about what happened with Marvel. Their VP of Sales, David Gabriel, came out and said, "Well, here he had." some blame to share about why Marvel wasn't doing so well right now. And I'm just going to read this quote because it's something. Uh, so here is, uh, here is Marvel's VP of sales. What we heard was that people didn't want any more diversity. They didn't want female characters out there. That's what we heard, whether we believe that or not. I don't know that that's really true, but that's what we saw in sales. We saw the sales of any character that was diverse, any character that was new, or female characters, anything that was not a core Marvel character, people were turning their nose up against. That was difficult for us because we had a lot of fresh, new, exciting ideas that we were trying to get out, and nothing new really worked. So, uh, I kind of want to dig into this and, and use this to talk about the comics industry as a whole. So, number one... Diversity isn't the problem. It never has been the problem. The only problem is how white and male the comics landscape is. The idea that, oh, well, we put, you know, a black girl in as Iron Man and it didn't sell. So people don't want that. That's not the problem. So I I want to hit this a couple points here. So number one, just this blaming the reader for your sales basically is some real... You know, the leads are weak kind of bull that he's spinning. You know, no, the the leads aren't weak. You couldn't do anything with those leads. You don't know who you're trying to market to. The issue is not that people aren't buying it because they are fresh and exciting ideas that no one wanted. The issue is that you're marketing to the same 30 people that you've been marketing to for the past 10 years. The, you know, late 20s, you know, to, to early 40s reader that is is still picking up comics just out of habit they are not going to go for your new diverse characters and i don't like using the term diverse because friggin' life is diverse walk down a street and it's diverse like the idea that anyone that's not white is diverse is a frustrating idea to comprehend like it's just we're everyone's just a just we're just people but that's how they want to phrase it so whatever uh it's 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 a way of spinning it in a way that that the blame lies with you not with us you know we here at marvel did everything we needed to do we did everything we were supposed to do. we checked off all of our you know 
Uh, I'll just say our SJ, SJW checklist, and you people didn't want it anymore, so it's your fault. You did this to us. It's like, no, Marvel, you did this to yourselves, and you did it through multiple ways, and it has nothing to do with the cast of characters you have out there today. So how did they do this to themselves? And this isn't just for Marvel. This is kind of an industry-wide problem, uh, but Marvel is just, they're the ones out pointing fingers right now like a little kid just you know it's not my fault it's your fault it's your fault my things aren't being noticed so let's hit this let's let's go down i got a little list here i did some work number one comics cost too much and and that's that's an industry-wide problem you know just about every book these days costs 3.99 and that's okay like that's not a terrible price but when you're putting out I don't have the numbers in front of me, but, you know, DC was putting out 52 books and they, you know, they did their hold the line at 299 thing, which also is a bunch of crap. When you're putting out books, okay, to be fair, they did it pretty solidly when the new 52 started. But with this new relaunch, they decided to say, like, oh, some of our books are still only 299, except we're going to put them out twice a month. So really, they cost six dollars. That's not saving anyone any money. That's a bunch of marketing spin that really can't be looked at anything any other way. And just to compound the problem with the events, you know, suddenly your book that you've been getting that's three ninety nine, it's four five ninety nine. I mean, I. I was shocked to pull Amazing Spider-Man number 25 out of my box to find out it was a 9.99 issue. And sure, it's a big issue, but that is ridiculous. Utterly and completely ridiculous. When you want to put out your stuff at 3.99, fine. You know, it, it, the prices of entertainment things have not kept up with inflation, which they shouldn't, but that's a different argument. You can't just drop that on a person and expect them to just go, okay, like how many people just dropped Amazing Spider-Man that day? How many people saw that sticker and said, no, thank you. That's ludicrous. Return it to Marvel. I'm done buying this book. And there have to be a lot of them out there. So you want to do that kind of stuff. You're just alienating people because you want to see your bottom line. And the pricing thing isn't just on the monthly books either. They've talked about how they can't price trades any cheaper because they're afraid if they make trades cheaper, then their higher priced ones won't sell. It just, it's it's this crazy bottom line looking logic that is why people aren't buying your stuff. You know, I like buying collections of things, but I tell you what, if I have to spend $35 one more time on a collection of books that's, you know, 15 years old, like, I just might be done. I don't know that I have it in me anymore. Why is DC able to put out books? Why is Image able to put out 9.99 first trades, but Marvel can't collect the freaking Exiles for less than 35 bucks a pop? Someone explain that to me. And I don't think their books are particularly better quality either. It's nicer paper, but it's just so thin like I've ripped most of my books and not I'm not throwing these things around I'm not whipping it around I'm just you know flipping one page to the next reading it like a normal person 
and I'll end up ripping it half the time. Like, they're not putting quality things in there. Like, the, the price does not match the product. But to get back to the point at hand with events, Marvel, they have two events happening right now with Monsters Unleashed and then Secret... What is it? Secret Wars or whatever the... I don't even know what it is. I don't know what it is. I'm not reading it because I stopped reading Marvel events years ago because they can't put them out on time. They put out too many and one runs into the next always like they can't if they can't finish it on time like you're reading two events at the same time. That's not no, I'm not I'm not doing that. So you, you combine that with the prices that happen because you're part of this event uh, and then suddenly you know whatever's in your storyline like well I either get to continue my story or I have to work in this other story which will give me a sales bump but probably won't help my store help my book out and it's going to derail me for an issue but hey uh, it's 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 a bad system and I, hopefully DC's learned their lesson I, I don't know that they're doing any big events right now although I think Scott Snyder's leading up to a Batman one but they did kind of a thing leading to the relaunch and I don't know that they've done anything since and you know yeah that hasn't been that long but hopefully hopefully this is just kind of moving forward they let up on that it's too much you know like people I'm sure people aren't buying it anymore and and I I I know I can't keep up with it and I used to be like the guy that kept up with all that stuff because I want to know what's happening in that world it became nearly impossible So, later in the week, Marvel also came out, and uh, I don't have the quote in front of me, unfortunately, but uh, some higher up at Marvel said, artists don't sell books. And and so here, first they're co- blaming the consumer that we're not buying enough books, and now they're turning to their employees and saying, you're not doing a good enough job at selling the books. So, first of all, it's not on the artist to sell the book. It is on the company to sell the book. So the idea, like, what is the artist supposed to do? Go out and, and evangelize their own thing, which obviously all of them are doing. Like, they're already doing that. They are talking to their fans. They're saying, hey, I've got a new book out. Check it out. Marvel is just burying stuff. And if you're an artist and you see that, you're if your boss goes to some public forum and says yeah this guy you're not doing your job good enough to make us money like why would you want to work there i would be begging dc to give me a contract and dc should be looking to poach any of the good good talent that's still at marvel right now now (laughs) the other half of that is i kind of tend to agree i will buy a book with a great story and terrible art way faster than i would buy a bad story with good art I'm not going to sit through a book that looks amazing but reads like crap. So I don't think art is the sole thing. But if you're putting together a good book, it shouldn't matter. Like, I know I'm only reading Black Widow right now because of the team that's on that book. Like, that talent, Mark Waite and Chris Samney, like, whatever they do, whenever they get out of this Marvel contract and go on to do something amazing on their own and make their own money and don't make Marvel a cent... That's where that's who I'm following. I'm not following Black Widow. I'm following the artist and the writer. I'm following the creative team. And if you want to talk about your creative teams like that, I don't I don't see much hope for you in the future. 
and and part of part of all of that is just like I talked about earlier they're speaking to the same audience they're not expanding who they're talking to like yeah they've got the movies and more people know about these characters but nothing about the movies push people to comic shops none of them push them to hey you know check out go to your local comic shop and buy Doctor Strange or hey you know there's like 400 Guardians of the Galaxy stories like go check them out like here's the best ones or, or something I, I, like they have this amazing platform in these movies and these TV shows and people know Marvel is a comic company but they have no reason to seek out anything and so if you're only ever speaking to that same audience why do you expect that same audience to suddenly buy something different you need to go outside of your comfort zone and get new people in and how do you do that i don't know i'm not a salesman but like you can't you can't yell at a dog for not eating cat food if all you've ever fed it is dog food forever it's it's a gross oversimplification but it's essentially what's happening here they want to be they want to be angry at the people that they've spoon-fed Spider-Man and Batman for years and years and years with no change suddenly don't want to read, I don't know, Spider-Woman or, or something like that, which, you know, I didn't read this latest Spider-Woman because it just fell into too many comics. It's too many. I, I can't do it anymore, but it's it's a, it's a problem. It's a problem that they have that they won't ever acknowledge. And I, I can't imagine that sales are are showing that, and especially in the Marvel realm, that their their customer base is, is really growing. You know, I, I don't I don't look at sales numbers really. I see those charts come out every month on my RSS feed, and it looks like everyone's about the same, and they're still making money, and good for them. But like, how many times have we seen? Oh, this comic shop's going out of business. They started a Kickstarter or an Indiegogo to fund their next three months of of running as as a business. Like how how can anyone look at that and think that this is a healthy industry when you have stores just poof gone? And and sure, some stores make it work, and then they've got you know good customers. It's not necessarily that the ones that don't work have bad customers or that they're a bad store, but when it's when it's so reliant on on these just this small base like i don't know how i don't know how you think that's okay and and how how we can look at that and go oh okay everything's fine but the biggest the biggest issue that i see with the comics industry and this is the biggest issue i have with the comics industry at this point in time is the pre-order model the the diamond distribution the previews you know they are asking us to order all of these comics sight unseen we get a cover sometimes we don't even get a cover sometimes we don't even get a description and then we get a creative team which may or may not change in the next two months there's no guarantees on any of this half the time you don't get the same artist or order on a book anymore right writer or artist i say writer writist and arter oh man i'm a little too fired up here all right i'm gonna bring it back down here let's let's, let's calm it down i'm gonna take a little sip of water here okay all right Woo. so the the idea that that the health of this industry relies upon 
us ordering things without knowing what's in those books is ludicrous. I don't know of any other entertainment industry that, that operates on this type of business model. Like, sure, you can pre-order movie tickets, you can pre-order video games, you can pre-order books, but those things don't live and die by those pre-order numbers. They, you know, those pre-order numbers are used as forecasts to then go, oh, okay, now let's see what happens. And, and And comics are so ephemeral they happen so fast and so rapid fire that even if they were you were to wait for a review of one issue if you don't make it to the comic shop in time that week because they only ordered four issues because only four people pre-ordered it you might as well wait for the trade but if you wait for the trade you're essentially condemning comic creators to death is is the way that they that i feel like they phrase it to people you know, it, constantly we see creators get on Twitter and say, oh, if you really like a book, you should pre-order it. Like, that's how you make sure it survives, pre-order it. Why is that our problem? Why is that on the consumer to have to drop down our money before we even get to know what we're paying for? I, I, I just, I don't, I don't see why that's okay. I don't see why they think that that's an argument they get to make. They are making a product. We don't have to pay for that product without knowing what it is. I'm not going to go buy a car and not know what's in it. The same way I'm not going to spend, you know, you know, let's say 20, 30 bucks on a prestige hardcover of a book. I don't know what it is, and I've never read any reviews of it. I'm not. That's not on us. And that shouldn't be. I think it's. I think it's a ridiculous way to run a business. And sure, you know there are safe bets, but don't. No one should have to pre-order anything. Like your your business should not run on whether or not people have faith that in three months they'll get this product. It's dumb. It's dumb. It's it's you know the comics industry has basically been running Kickstarter for years cuz you're you're not paying for a product you're getting tomorrow you're just you're ordering out of previews who knows if that product even comes out there it's not guaranteed if they don't get enough pre-orders they just cancel it and sure you don't lose your money but it's it's not i think it's a it's a poor way to do things It's just the overall, the industry, the, the comics industry, I think is in a special kind of denial at this point. They don't, they can't exactly recognize what's wrong and they don't care to try. It's it's just a very much a finger pointing. It, this is your fault. This is someone else's fault. This is not my fault. I'm not the one that caused things to go this way. And, and because of that, I have a hard time believing that this industry will exist in the same way it, as we know it today in the next, I don't know, five or ten years. And, and what I mean by that is is the local comic shop, diamond distribution, direct market type of industry. It's just so aggressively, <clears throat> excuse me, it's so aggressively anti-consumer. That it... it it's kind of mind-boggling. 
and 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 just to to put a little punctuation on that they demonize people for buying a book version of their comics if you wait for the trade you are essentially nailing the coffin in that story why why are you yelling at people for buying your product like i honestly at this point i prefer trades i prefer having a nice book i get to put on my shelf and if I were to wait longer than six months and buy the hardcover, which will collect 12 issues, I get a bigger book, a nicer book, and I get more of the story in one volume. And if I wait another couple years, I get an omnibus, which puts the entire story in one cover. But doing that doesn't fit with what they need to run their industry. And I think that means they need to take a hard look at how they run things. Not blame us for not purchasing things. Now, how how do they fix it? How do they fix these things? You know, I'm, I'm here railing against them. I should give them some ideas. So here you go. So number one, events. One a year, tops. Maybe one every other year. You get one summer event every two years. You alternate with DC. You know, DC and Marvel gets one big event, and that's it. Every two years, you get a big event. They don't mix and match with each other, and, you know, yeah, whatever. This is pie-in-the-sky stuff. Let me have this. You know, Marvel has their secret Avengers whatever thing this summer, and then DC next year has their big Justice League blah de blah And then the year after that, you know, Spider-Man grows a butt pincer and suddenly we've got the you know spider verse of the butts and the butt verse and butt verse spinoffs uh the butt verse it's a beautiful place i hope you come check it out and a big a big part of that is standardized pricing no 999 shocker issues if if you sign up for a book, it should only ever be one price. And if it goes up in price, it should only ever go up to that price and stay at that price. There should not be surprise issues like this. It's stupid. You're already charging too much for this stuff. Like, there's no way... There's no way that $10... I haven't read that Spider-Man book. I'm behind. But there's no way that's worth 10 bucks. It's probably a good story. I've loved Dan Slott's Spider-Man. But $10 for... I don't know. I'm going to guess 48 pages? ludicrous but along those lines if you're going to be charging a standard amount for books and you're going to be keeping things in line keep the talent on the books for more than three issues i see so many of these smaller books and and the ones they like to call diversity books have you know an artist or a writer on for one or two issues and they're gone like no wonder no one buys that because they've got no incentive to stick around it's 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 counterproductive. So those are the easy ways to fix the problem. The other problems are kind of oh they're bigger. So number one, expanding the audience. I don't I don't know. <laughs> That's a very hard thing to answer, but what you can do to help with that is 
kind of fixing your shit and and they will come. So what I mean by that is, so let me give an example. For instance, the Doctor Strange movie came out and that was fun. I like that movie. And then they relaunched the Doctor Strange comics. I think it might have been before the movie, but bear with me here. So I got the first couple issues of that and it was pretty good stuff. And then suddenly they launched a spin-off comic of Doctor Strange. So what did I do? I dropped Doctor Strange. I was not going to keep up with two books to keep up with a a small portion of the Marvel universe that I only, you know, partially enjoy. It's not one of those things I have a great nostalgia for. I I don't have a, a tremendous love of Doctor Strange, but I like the character. But if you're suddenly going to go, oh, here's here's a crossover and here's a second book to buy, I'm done. I'm not buying that anymore. And now think about this from someone that just saw the Doctor Strange movie. Let's, you know, let's just say this hypothetical person goes into a comic shop and goes, oh, cool, a Doctor Strange comic, and then sees, oh, wait, there are two Doctor Strange comics, and they're different numbers, and they're not the same series, and they ask someone about it, and then they have to explain, okay, yeah, so Doctor Strange has been around for, you know, 20 issues, and now here's this spinoff which follows Doctor Strange and his friends, and they're like, well, which one do I need to read? And it's like, well... You really only need to read Doctor Strange, but next month starts the crossover of, you know, Magic for the Buttverse, and you have to read those two and Buttverse, Omega, Supreme, and Prime issues. And, you know, you can just, you can feel this person's eyes glazing over and they walk out the store. No one's going to buy into that. It's... It's dumb. It's just dumb. And so how how do you fix that is I mean you 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 fix your shit. So you boil things down to their essence. You only ever have one Doctor Strange book. You should only ever have one Spider-Man book. You should have one Batman book, although I guess I'll give them a pass cuz Detective Comics has been running since 1873. But stop having so many of them. It's, and it's happening again. They're getting ready to launch a second Spider-Man book, which I'm not going to buy. And the second they have a crossover, and that requires me, you know, part one and part two, like I'm done reading Spider-Man. And I, I can't be the only person in this boat. And they have to figure out a way to to fix their stuff. And then on top of that, just the idea of just demonizing trade waiting has to go away you can't yell at someone because they decide the way they want to consume your piece of entertainment you're providing the options you can't be angry at them for picking one if you don't want them to buy the trade stop putting out the goddamn trade boy i'm getting angry i need to okay uh water break all right and the last thing is the pre-order business it, it has to change it has to change in a meaningful way um, I'm not a businessman so I know this isn't an easy change to make but when I'm ordering comics out of previews those comics should already exist I shouldn't be taking their word that it will exist in two months and those comics should already have reviews attached to them and they should already have 
like more than just a cover and half a synopsis and they should have some guarantees about who's going to be on the book it's and and the only way to do that is that they've already worked ahead and those comics literally already exist somewhere it's it's insane to ask people to basically agree to pay up front for things they haven't seen and then be okay with that and then yell at the people that wait to see what it is and confirm like okay yeah that is something i would like and that buy the trade and you yell at them for it it's i don't know i don't know how people in a customer faced industry can think that that's okay it's very frustrating and all of this is is part of why I'm buying so few comics these days. I'm getting a handful of collections to kind of replace my floppies because I want to get rid of those. And, you know, I can envision a day when I'm not buying any monthly comics anymore. And if that means that I get shut out and they stop making trades, then that's fine. But I, if you're going to give me the option to buy a trade, you're going to give me the option to buy a hardcover. Let me do it, and I'll enjoy the stories along with everyone else, except I'll just be a little late, and honestly, I don't have time to read comics on time anyway, so it's just as well. Whew, okay, that was a, oh man, that was a heated one. I uh, I didn't think I'd get, I got a little, got a little fired up. Also, no one steal my buttverse idea, I'm gonna... Original idea, do not steal, but verse. Okay, I think I have talked enough for one week. Thanks everyone for tuning in. You can find me on Twitter at TLynch117. If you have any comments or questions, I can read, answer, respond on the air. Send them to 30extralives at gmail.com. As always, check out the comics at 30extralives.com. We've got Monday and Friday coming out every week. Haven't missed a day in almost two years now. I should check on that. I think I might have crossed two years. And then we've got thecatwhoalwaysdies.com every Wednesday. And be sure to be back here next Tuesday and every Tuesday at 30extralives.com slash podcast for 30 Extra Lives, the podcast. All right, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. I've been Tom Lynch, and you've been awesome.